All right, take it. Welcome to the Speak the Language podcast. This is Jordan Blissett, and here with Mr. Elk Maestro, Lake Pickle. (laughs) (laughs) I've always wanted to do that. You always took it away from me. You didn't say welcome to the Speak the Language podcast. I thought I did. What did you say? I don't know. I said something about Speak the Language. Well, anyway, welcome to Speak the Language podcast. Hang on, I'm going to pause it right now, and I'm going to listen to it. Okay, I was definitely wrong. You did say welcome to the Speak the Language podcast. (laughs) You did say it. All right, you were wrong. I I was wrong. You were right. It is hunting season. It is. It is hunting season. Let's, um... It's like a whole morale booster just happened. It's a huge morale booster. But they're, like... Uh, hang on. Before we, before we go into the, the festivities of this weekend, um, I talked about all last week we had... We were going to do a giveaway on this current podcast, which, one, today is Tuesday, September 7th. Normally, our podcast comes out on Monday, but yesterday was Labor Day, so... That's why it didn't come out, but today's Tuesday. It's coming out today. We were busy swatting mosquitoes. Yes, we were. Definitely weren't shooting doves. So, on this week's podcast, we are going to announce to you the most current and upcoming giveaway for the Speak the Language podcast. And Jordan, do you know what we will be giving away? Yes. What are we giving away? T-shirts. T-shirts, but not just any T-shirt. A lot of folks liked it. I know I liked it a lot. Um, Our friends over at Onyx just came out with a... I don't know what you'd call it, a collection. They come out with a bunch of new shirts. Hunting collection. Yeah. T-shirts. T-shirts. And lifestyle shirts. Lifestyle shirts, if you will. Um, but if one if of... You, uh, if you're a hunter, outdoorsman, gatherer, just a manly man, <laughs> I mean... Or it's woman. Just, you it's want, 2021, Jordan. That too. Yes. Women are manly... <laughs> are manly uh, <laughs> uh, Put it in reverse. <laughs> Let's see. Women are outdoorsmen, too. There it is. Correct. There yeah. we had to gather my thoughts on that. Figure figure out exactly what my brain was saying for me to come out my mouth. Gracious. Anyhow, uh, our friends over at Onet came out with a bunch of awesome new apparel. But the one that seemed to stick out to all of us is you may have noticed, and we shared it on uh, our bunch of our different Instagram posts last week, but there is one shirt that may look a little bit familiar if you followed along with Primo's the past couple of years. That's because uh, there is a shirt that is modeled pretty much after the old, famous Cottonmouth Skin and Shed. Yep. Um, and so that T-shirt is what we will be giving away. For now, we're going to be giving away two of them. And this is how you're going to enter. We're always asking you all to go to our page on iTunes and give us a rating and write us a review. So if you go... To our page on, not, I'm so used to saying iTunes. If you go to our page on Apple Podcast, iTunes, Apple Podcast, synonymous pretty much, um, and give us a rating and write us a review, write a review between now and let's run it through, what do you want to say, two weeks? Yeah. So if today's September the 7th, we'll run it through September the 21st. All you have to do is write a review, and at the end of the review, put your name in there so we can look you up we'll announce the winner we're going to select two randomly and uh, we'll get in contact with you get your shirt size and we will send you to your door a skinning shed onyx t-shirt yeah and don't oh. don't forget to if you're going to use onyx which all of you should can't emphasize that enough use the promo code primos 20 save 20 percent off your onyx hunt membership and uh if somehow or another we can't figure out how to get up with you and you find out you win 
inbox us on some type of social media platform yeah i think that's what we're going to do anyway like we'll say that's how we did it we've done a giveaway just like this before it's been a while but that's what we did we just announced it and then whoever it was inboxed us on instagram yeah and that's how we got up to work so yeah um that's that's literally all you have to do to put yourself in the running to win a skin and shed t-shirt go to our page on apple Podcasts and write a review leave your name between now and september the 21st Good as, luck to uh, Is it one entry per person or multiple reviews? Gives them multiple entries? You can or? enter as many times as you want. Hey. You can enter as many times as you want. Yeah. This, is a, this is a free-for-all. I think you can, can, you, you can write multiple reviews, can't you? you? Yeah. Because yeah. mm-hmm. okay. we've had folks write multiple multiple reviews. But, yeah, the reviews have to be entered between today and the 21st. So. Okay. Um, other giveaways, uh, the Game of Racks, um, is that, that you can enter that right now. That's through the Primo's website. But what are we giving away? We're giving away a boat case, a, uh, uh, yeah, a gun case, and I know a stakeout too. Yeah, stakeout see-through blind. If y'all haven't seen the stakeout panel blinds, y'all, I'm, everyone by now has seen the surround view blinds. You know, y'all have seen the videos where it looks like a regular blind, then you walk inside them, you can see everything. Well, we took that same technology and applied it to a three-panel stakeout type blind. Um, so we're giving one of they one of those away as well. So be sure to check out the Game of Racks giveaway. If you haven't seen the video for it, it's pretty funny. Uh, because it's Jimmy being all like super serious Game of Thrones type deal. Yeah. Eating donuts. Um, what else do we got before we get into today's festivities? Uh, Primo's YouTube channel. I'm trying to remember these things now because I know like the next couple, the next time we record a podcast, we'll be in Elk Camp. So I may not be as attentive on remembering all these things we need yeah. to tell them about. Uh, and uh, if you go to our YouTube channel and you're not subscribed to it, please subscribe. That way, uh, Mm-hmm. We can see some growth going on. It has been growing. It absolutely yeah. has, and yeah. I, I, I appreciate it all. It definitely helps us out. And uh, yeah, if you uh, go there and watch videos, just make sure you subscribe to it. Hit that subscribe. Hit that subscribe button. Um, yeah, Primo's YouTube channel. We're still uploading shows and Primo's classics every week. Um, those have been received very well. Um, also, still airing new shows on Outdoor Channel. Mm-hmm think i've hit everything that i was supposed to hit giveaway game of racks giveaway youtube outdoor channel we got a lot going on got a lot going on um and we wouldn't have that much going on if people didn't want it so no man so definitely helping us out and appreciate everybody participating and watching and doing what you do because it uh keeps food on the table yes it does Yes, it does. So, after we have covered all that fun stuff, yeah, the hunting season is officially here. And we know that because last weekend was dove weekend. Yes. We, uh, we got to shoot shotguns, miss a lot, hit a few, <laughs> got eat up by mosquitoes. Jessie got so many mosquito bites that she had to take Benadryl when she got home. Lacey didn't have that many mosquito bites, but she had a lot. Yeah, got tore up. Tore yeah. up. She had a lot. Uh, you would think we would be prepared and had mosquito spray and uh, thermocells, but no, not prepared near about because it's usually not that bad. It's been raining like every other day, and I guess it's provided a breeding ground for mosquitoes. I had I had like a quarter bottle of BioShield left for Saturday, and I thought that was plenty, but uh, I did not account for uh, the try not to get in trouble here. I did not account for people other than myself using that bottle to the excess that they did <laughs> and so my 
my BioShield bottle did not last. It was gone. So it gone. Did, it gone. Yeah. So, yeah, the mosquitoes were pretty rough, especially on um, – this would be – because I know we talked about dove season on here before, and we did that little poll about how, how most people felt about dove season, that it's like equally a whole cultural social event as much as it is a hunt. Oh, yeah. Um, from what I heard – I know some people had some good hunts. We had, you know, some good hunts, but most people that down here at least seem to have a a slower actual dove shoot than they were used to. Yeah, that's kind of kind of off year. Yeah, you have that. I don't know if uh, some folks are saying that Hurricane Ida pushed a lot of them, you know, and displaced them. I I don't know. I ain't. I'm definitely ain't gonna claim to be no expert on morning dove migration. Yeah, and I know. Uh, I do know this. I years ago I went and did some uh, a gamekeeper show with a guy in Alabama. It was like the dove guru, huh. like this dude, and uh, he was explaining to me like September, like early dove opening in the South. All the doves you're killing are pretty much resident, like within a mile of where you're shooting them at. Yeah. yeah. So uh, I don't know exactly how storms and all that play into them i don't know what they do but he did explain like he said like all the does you're shooting are ones you've been like prepping for the last month that live there gotcha i guess that's why it comes into play when you see folks do like sunflower fields and stuff they plant them like four months in advance or something which that yes. has to do something with the maturity of the plant right it takes 120 days or so for yeah. a sunflower to mature head and dry out but uh but yeah, I mean, it's kind of like uh, planting food plots, I guess. I mean, the sooner you do it, and the, the more patternable your animals are going to get to it, and the, yeah. you know, the better results. So, yeah, you can't just like go do a field like a week before season and expect it to be the best it can be. You Some know? folks do. Some folks do, and it ends <laughs> up being good. That's just you know, they've got a bunch of resident birds. Yeah. But yep, yeah. it was a fun weekend though. Um, <laughs> regardless of it being a touch slow yesterday was really slow i felt bad for my buddy austin he was uh <laughs> so we'll, i don't know we'll blow him out a little bit here i don't think he'll mind it's just a prime example of how bad karma is yeah like of karma oh, like tur- karma. like i've seen this with turkeys before like i've had buddies do this and i've done it too like man i got all these turkeys that gobbling good and, you know it ought to be killed two of them opening weekend yeah show up go hunting you don't hear a peep yeah i just felt bad because austin was so fired up about his field <laughs> he takes and it on saturday and like man we got dove thick that was the i mean the, the the text message said by the way we got doves thick and i think <laughs> thick was in all caps yeah with a couple of exclamation <laughs> points multiple exclamation points i even points. thought about that when i read it i was like he shouldn't have said that i thought about it because i mean every people can say what they want i firmly believe every hunter is a, at the least bit a little superstitious yeah so when i read that i was like mm, don't say that don't say that <laughs> uh, you know like don't say like man we're gonna, <coughs> we're gonna smash them like just, just, just let it happen you know yeah so yeah um but we went out there labor day morning ready to see what this field thick full of doves was about uh and i think the field collectively and it was a sizable field where we have about 15 different spots out there yeah it's probably 20 yeah. people or so and um we collectively killed like what nine something like that 
No bueno. Yeah. And Jordan kept – we had a group message while we were out there with me, Jordan, and Austin. And Jordan took a screenshot of where of that text that said, by the way, we got doves thick. And he just kept sending it to Austin all throughout the morning. <laughs> I think you sent it to him like eight or nine times. At least. I mean, you got to keep, keep him humble. Uh, but, you know, still fun. Still fun. But oh, like, yeah. That's good hanging out with everybody. That's oh, kinda, yeah. Like with us, you know, we don't get to go do and hang out with the buddies that much during hunting season just because it's our job to be doing what we're doing. So yeah. kind of don't get to do all the camaraderie stuff with your old buddies so yeah. it's always good opening uh weekend of dove season getting to see everybody and kind of kicking it off that's what i was doing like after the hunt after the hunt quote unquote yesterday morning i was sitting around talking to austin and uh mason and some of the other guys and i was telling them and you know, they were talking about going back and trying to shoot that after and they're like you even want to go it's so slow i was like well yeah i like yeah the hunt's probably going to be pretty terrible this afternoon i was like but to your point i was like today will probably be the last day i get to do something like this yeah. where it's not some kind of work related so yeah and i think i think even like not just for us like for a lot of folks down here in the southeast and not not just the southeast i'd like i said i just know dove season's such a big event down here yeah but for a lot of folks dove season is like the kickoff to fall hunting season yeah and that's what it, you know, I mean, because you think, I mean, now you've got dove season's over. Everyone's starting to think about getting ready for deer season. Bow season will be here before you know it for whitetails. We, what we have coming down the pipe today being Tuesday, we leave Friday morning. Yep. So we've three got three days. Yeah. Three days, and we are headed to the mountains. Yeah. It's, uh, man, it sneaks up fast, but I'm excited. I mean, uh, I think Troy sent a screenshot of the weather out there a couple of days ago, and it was like 45 degrees in the morning. Blessings on blessings. Yeah, I'm excited just about that, and that, that that crisp air. I just hope I don't get sick like I normally do first two or three days. Yeah, hydrate, hydrate's all I can tell yeah, you. Yeah, I've been pounding water. So. I've done that before. Um, I'm excited. I mean, how could I still, like elk season for me, I feel like I don't know if I've said this before on this podcast, but I know I've said it. Like everything else, albeit like I'm still like super thankful for it, but everything else has normalized for me at least a little bit. Yeah. But not elk season. I don't know why. Like I still get just as the same like euphoric, surreal type feeling every time we leave to go out west like it doesn't seem real yeah that's why you slept in like three hours at one time yeah doesn't seem real <laughs> i thought i was in dreaming <laughs> big dream and then last year you like slept in a truck in the parking lot of here so you wouldn't be late well that was living an hour away <laughs> i was living an hour away i was like not this time and i pulled over here like i don't know like three thirty in the morning i was like dang gum lake's here and i walked over to your truck he was passed out i had a uh I had my seat leaned all the way back, and I had, like, two fleece jackets draped over me like blankets, and I had another jacket up under my head like a pillow, <laughs> and another, and a t-shirt over my eyes because the, the parking lot lights were shining down. I wasn't late, though, boy. I was the first one there. <laughs> you can't be late if you never leave. What's up? <laughs> yeah, but it's here. We've been shooting bows, and I just was playing around with the bugle, and it's mm -hmm. getting, getting real getting real real 
I think you're gonna be up to bat first. Yeah, that was a little bit of a uh, curveball because we didn't know what we didn't know that was gonna be the the supposed like order of who was gonna hunt first. Yeah. Look, I mean, like not a, not like a late curveball. I think we established that what like a maybe a month ago. Yeah. But up until then, we thought we had it ironed out. They're like, all right, Lake will hunt first. Like, ooh, okay, here we go. Right at the gate. Dot your I's, cross your T's. Mm-hmm. I got like a week extra to prepare than you do because I'll be filming and stuff, but I'll still be able to shoot the bow and stuff in the yard. And then yeah. I'll probably, probably uh, I guess, probably you'll hunt. And then if you kill one, good, somebody else will hunt. But yeah. if you don't kill you and Wilbur go into Arizona. Yeah, that was the yeah. Probably like Troy or somebody will start hunting. Mm-hmm. And then maybe me and I think Brad after that or yeah. something like that. That was the whole premise behind like deciding me to hunt first because we we have like five days, five or six days. Yeah. Um, and then me and Wilbur have to leave to go to Arizona because Wilbur has drawn. It's kind of funny how it works. Like we did Arizona last year. I went with Brad and Brad drew that tag in unit nine it took him like 24 25 years something like that to draw it and then wilbur draws this year and i think the same kind of deal 24 25 years in yeah crazy two separate areas though yeah wilbur's going to unit i think he's in unit one don't quote me on that but i don't know either i think he's in unit one all i know is it's uh we're going a little bit we'll, we'll be there a little bit later um and hopefully like don't get me wrong like last year's elk hunt with brad was it was incredible because it was so different but the rut last year even the 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 guys that we were hunting with were telling us that like the rut was just dreadfully slow over there they've been getting rain arizona this year yeah um and so they have a lot of anticipation and that's what i'm hoping for i mean like because we still saw like a lot of big bulls brad killed that awesome bull but there really wasn't i mean they were acting like they were just starting to think about rutting like yeah. you'd get a couple bugles in the morning and that was it you know we witnessed that same kind of scenario in west texas a few years ago like it was super super dry out there that year and the rut was all screwed up yeah yeah um and so hopefully that's what we're getting into i've been talking to some of the guys that we're hunting with out there and they have high hopes for the rut to be back in the you know normalcy kind of and we'll be there for like the latter part of that when it's supposed to be see, yeah rocking. when it's supposed to be doing good um so that'll be i'm I, like truly obviously i'm freaking pumped about getting to hunt in new mexico but very very i'm i'm equally pumped about the arizona hunt with will i mean how could you not be yeah you know going to hunt a very special place you know it takes forever to get a tag and going yeah. with willie yeah so yeah i just like hunting new stuff like even though it's still arizona like they say this unit compared to where we were last year drastically different as far as like terrain and everything uh last year last year was like super deserty like you drive out there and you would think like you'd look at like where brad was or brad and i was i would if you told me that that was like a prime elk hunting spot i'd be like that don't look like any elk hunting spot i've ever spent any time in yeah it's like high desert rolling yeah. stuff nothing yeah. huge topography changes no hard not hardly any you'd still it was weird though because you'd still like glassing for elk was tricky 
because you'd look out through there and you'd think it was mostly flat. Yeah, I got some little ravines. Just enough roll where all of a sudden you'd look like, where in the world did that elk come from? Right. And they'd have these little bunches of like uh, uh, like juniper trees and stuff. Yeah. And the elk would just kind of pop out of there. You'd be like, whoa, you know. Um, I imagine if they were rutting, that calling and that kind of stuff could be pretty fun right just because you can maneuver a lot and there is a lot if you can hear them and you i mean i don't know but but yeah i'm very excited about that well this is getting here we finna finna go get after it mm-hmm. won't slow down till february for a couple of weeks no and then like we've been going it's like a you feel a little bit pulled two different directions because you're trying to focus on elk but we're also trying to think about kudzu yeah i mean i'm kind of halfway freaking out about everything we got to do up there that we haven't been able to get done because it's been raining every day yeah uh you know it's been a tremendously wet summer in mississippi and seems like we need like two days for this one place to dry out so we can get in there with tractors and like just when it's on the verge of getting where we don't rut the place up it rains again yeah and uh we still got to get cameras out and get all that figured out check stands and this we got a lot to do but we are thankfully we're ahead of where we, we were last year 100 percent ahead of where we were last year seeing as we did nothing before we left for elk season last year yep, yep. not a nothing we're gonna get up here next hopefully all day tomorrow and get a good bit knocked out mm-hmm. at least enough to allow me sleep better at night thinking about it <laughs> and uh that stuff bothers me man when i know up. dude i hear you uh, trust me i uh, got stuff i know that we need to get done and you just can't do it because out of uncontrollable circumstances and uh you're like oh crap <laughs> yeah well you know what i mean i mean like truly it's it's difficult because you're thinking about two set like both elk and deer are very important both to us personally and to what we're doing with primos but you kind of like you feel almost torn between the two because you got to get prepared for both yeah and elk is elk is like literally coming first like it gets here first so you gotta get ready for that but then as soon as elk's over you gotta jump into deer so you gotta make sure everything's ready for that yeah it's weird as soon as we get back from strange balance be like full-blown get after it for about a week until deer season starts then hopefully we can start figuring out some deer yeah um so yeah it's uh and we've talked about this before like kudzu is still uh there's still so many unknown parts about it yeah of yeah. like what to do especially because like we got some new areas in there that we're going to be hunting this year that we know nothing about so even more of the quote figuring out process yeah that's a lot to be done in a short amount of time and it always is it sneaks up in a hurry you're like well we got two months to get all this done and you start working on it and different things pop up like that week we had to fight the bush hog for three or four days i mean that's three or four days that really makes a difference in progress but you had to get that done and it's just uncontrollable stuff that pops up it takes up time and time's the most valuable part that anybody has in life yeah to get anything done takes time and especially yeah, i mean there's always variables that you can't really control we just have to like roll with the punches and do quite literally the best you can do which is what we're attempting to do yeah <laughs> quite currently yep but uh we're making headway yeah i'm trying to find I'm, I'm trying to be stay on top of when folks send in questions i know a guy sent in a question last week 
And I can't really even remember what it what was about. I just remember that he. I know I sent you an embarrassment story the other day. <gasps> you did. Yes, I did. Send text. Yes, you did. I hadn't even addressed that yet. I was so excited about the giveaway. About the on X shirt giveaway. Hang on, I can get that. Did you did you know the person that sent this in or uh, no? Oh uh, no. No. What y'all mean? We talk on social. Okay, gotcha, personally. gotcha, gotcha. He sent a lengthy one. Have you read through this? I breezed through it. Okay. So I'm not going to, like, come up on anything and be like, oh, can't say that. I am. <laughs> may want to read through it. Let's see here. Uh, yeah, we'll hit on this. While this is the embarrassment story of the week. We'll see how this goes. I'm just going to read it. This is straight off what you sent me. It was first week of school being out that Monday, and my four buddies headed to duck camp down in Rodney, Mississippi. I hope this guy is okay with us giving away locations. I mean, he sent it in, so here we go. Me and my four buddies headed down to duck camp in Rodney, Mississippi to put out lines. Um, having to take a chemistry exam that Thursday, I knew I had plenty of time to run lines. Monday and Tuesday, we managed to put out 20 lines and ran them twice, catching over 100 fish. Good yield. It's a good yield. Yes. Very good yield. Me thinking I'll leave. Uh, it said, thinking I'll leave Wednesday afternoon after we run them that morning. Uh Wednesday morning, we get up, run the lines. Everything went good. Caught a few, moved some. By lunch, we were in Rodney Lake tubing and having a good time. Sounds like I mean, this. This feels like one of those like horror movies where the beginning of it, the family's all happy and stuff. Like placid. Yeah, because like so far, he's like, man, we went down to Rodney. We've been catching over 100 fish on lines. Caught some more. Now we're tubing, having a good time. Sooner or later, the chaos has got to hit. Seeing as this is an embarrassment story. Okay, Rodney Lake tubing and having a good time. It's getting close to it's getting it's getting close to the time we need to head back. So we start to head to the Rodney Chute. Now from the mouth of Lake to Duck Camp is about ten miles. So we start to leave the lake, and as soon as we hit the chute, the boat stops. Yes, we have now ran out of gas in a 17-foot War Eagle with five people, two quart ice chests full of catfish. It's 4 p.m. Wednesday afternoon. We are stranded on the chute of Rodney, ten miles from camp. This is no bueno. This it's is where the good. story. Yeah, we're stranded from from uh, from their camp, ten miles. All phones have no service to call anybody. What do we do? We turn Johnny Cash on and get to paddling. That is a that is a very specific. Fair enough. How high is the water, <laughs> Mama? <laughs> That's very. What do we do? We turn on Johnny Cash and get to paddling. We started at four thirty, paddling with one paddle about three foot long, complaining at the time. Um, so we moved into the trees and each person would grab a tree. <laughs> okay. Now this is getting funny. So they bail on their three foot long paddle. They have one move into the trees and each person grabs a tree and pulls it to them. This is their way of moving, I guess. Ah, a river must be off. I'm guessing. Yeah. Uh, we were moving very slowly. You don't say, uh, we were all sunburned and wore out from catching fish and tubing. Three hours into it, our speaker dies. Oh, now they ain't even got Johnny Cash. Things are turning south, my friends. Speaker dies, three to five phones, three out of five. Hang on. <laughs> he says the, the speaker dies and three out of five phones are dead. Now, I'm not alluding to anything, but this, 
This leads me to believe that they were just burning through their phone battery for the sake of listening to their music as they're trying to get back. Uh, <laughs> we're stuck out here on this river. We don't know how to get back. But gosh dang it, I got to have my Johnny Cash. <laughs> uh, three out of five phones are dead. We have now got in a bind and the water starts to get shallow where we are. We have hit land. We all get out and see where we are. Two guys walk into the woods to the road to see what camp we are at. During that, the other three are cleaning fish. When we hear this boat coming down the chute at 11 p.m. Oh, okay. Now it's 11. Wow. Uh, feel like I didn't know it was that late at this point. Coming down the chute at 11 p.m. with no lights. It's, I'm not, I don't know if this dude wants me to, uh, yeah, I'm going to leave this name out. Uh, <laughs> they realize the guy that it is. And supposedly the guy they see coming down the chute at 11 p.m. with no lights on in his boat is a wanted fugitive and is also a local fisherman who's lived around the area his entire life. Huh. He states his name, but I'm just going to go ahead and leave that out. I don't know if I need to, but I'm going to. Um, he's a lo local fisherman, fugitive, lived in Rodney all his life. We have just figured out whose camp we are at. Not a good one. We signal to the two guys to hurry back to the boat. They make it back. We push off and start paddling again. Good thing is we knew we were close to camp. After finally getting to dock at camp, we look at the phone. It was 1.30 a.m. on Thursday. Having a two-hour drive back to Brookhaven to go take a chemistry exam at 8 the next morning, not having anything to study, um... Let's see. Hang on. I get confused by his writing a little bit there. So he has. it's 1.30 a.m. He has a two-hour drive back to his house. He has a chemistry exam at 8 the next morning. Hasn't studied anything, but he is happy because he's thinking about how many fish that they caught. <laughs> I feel that. I feel that energy. Uh, I did leave right then, drive back, getting in bed around 4 a.m., woke up at 7 and the exam ended up making a C plus while my buddies, while all of his buddies got to sleep all Thursday long. Story submitted by Jacob. I'm gonna leave his last name out. Jacob, that is uh that is quite the story, my yeah, friend. That's crazy. <laughs> that's wild. That's a rough day. But a good day and a rough day and all mixed together. I gotta have my Johnny Cash, man. <laughs> I fell into a burning ring of fire. Uh yeah, that's a wild one there. At least he passed his exam, and he was. But was he? I'm. I'm. A, he didn't say it, but I'm. I mean, he said that he sees the guy, realizes it's a fugitive, and then they realize what camp they were at. So I'm assuming that they were at said fugitive's camp house. <laughs> Run for the hills, boys. We don't want no help from him. No. Gracious, alive, Jacob. That's yeah. funny. So yeah, um, embarrassment stories. Y'all keep sending them in. These have yet to not be entertaining. These continue to entertain. Yes. So yeah, send them in to the Primos page. Send them in to Jordan's Instagram page, my Instagram page. Um, I really don't know. I mean, I can sit here and ramble a lot longer, but truthfully, we've already been going over thirty minutes. There's stuff we need to get done today. I got a lot to do. There's a lot to do. So we're gonna go ahead and tie this one up um, again. Uh, don't forget the Onyx t-shirt giveaway. All you have to do is go and write a review on our page on Apple Podcast. Don't forget the Game of Racks giveaway. Check out the Primo's website or the Primo's social media channels, Facebook or Instagram. Check that out. Speaking of Onyx, I got to download maps for 
elk hunt. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I do that today too. Offline maps. Yeah. Just another reason why Onyx is the best. So again, if you do want to download Onyx, there is a way that you can save some money on that. We got y'all code. Use the code PRIMOS20. You'll save 20%. That's it. We're going to sign off. We'll see y'all back here next Monday. We'll go back to Monday next week. Thank y'all for listening to the Speak the Language podcast.